Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. The Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast starts now. This is the Mach 1 Market Moment. I'm Mark Haywood alongside Kyle Alexander of Mach 1 Financial Group. Their team is serving you in Northwest Arkansas. They are retirement income planning specialists, and you can find them online at mock-onefinancial.com. That's mock-the-number-one-financial.com. Mock, of course, is spelled M-A-C-H dash number one financial mock dash one financial.com you can also call the team at 479-876-2100 that's 479-876-2100 kyle hello and welcome to the program hey mark how are you today man glad to be with you as always on the show we got a good topic we're just gonna dive right into it today all right let's do it you might have heard us recently talk about the fiduciary standard right so today i want to kind of talk about a tangent of that so to speak and i want to talk about a sales pitch versus a true plan there's a difference right you got your product pitching on the one hand and then you've got that comprehensive retirement plan I think it's important to be able to recognize the difference between an advisor who actually has that planning process and then one who's just selling products. So let's okay. just kind of go over here a list of just how you can identify that difference. Kyle, first of all, what are some of the signs that an advisor is more focused on selling than holistic planning? Yeah, I love this conversation, man. So first of all, I'll start off by saying before I get into all the detail, In this career and in this business, there are lots of different types of advisors, okay? You got brokers, you got insurance professionals, you've got various different series licenses of different types of financial professionals, and it gets all very confusing. And we talked a little bit about the fiduciary standard. Some of you may have gone and done some research on that here since that show. But nevertheless, as in anything and in any profession, there are professionals who are outstanding at their job. There are some who are very average, and there's those that give us all a really bad name. And certainly in this profession, when you're dealing with finances and people's money and their savings and our culture being what it is today with greed and money being such an issue, we hear a lot about the bad eggs in the financial services industry, certainly on social media and on TV. But regardless of that, good salespeople who really know how to play the game are really kind of hard to spot. And so we're going to talk a little bit about those things. And Mark brought up some things to look for. But first, I'm going to say I would strongly recommend that you use your gut instinct to sniff out some of these folks by asking a lot of questions and doing a lot of research on those individuals. And we talked in the fiduciary show, there are some ways that you can actually do that research. There's a FINRA website and, and some other things like that that you can use. But let me go ahead and jump into the detail here. So here's some signs that somebody might be trying to sell you something, okay? Instead of actually offering you a solution or trying to help you come up with your financial goals and your long-term plan. One, They're going to start talking about products really early in the conversation because, quite honestly, if they're just interested in a sale, they just want to get down to the brass tacks and make that sale in a hurry. Number two, they probably won't spend a lot of time getting to know you, right? They'll probably spend more time gathering a lot of information about, you know, how much money you have, how much money you're willing to invest and things like that. So that's kind of a good sign to know what their true interests are and where their heart lies, right? They probably won't spend a lot of time with you gathering information about you, your family, 
your personal situation, your goals, your financial situation, some of the things that you want to do in retirement, you know, all these things that are important to making a good plan. Okay. They might also spend a lot of time pointing out only the bad things about what you're doing today. Right. And then how that's not working for you and the mistakes that you've made and, you know, kind of dragging what you've done through the mud. Well, while objective evaluation is important, and while some of that might actually end up being true, it's certainly no way to start a conversation, right? So they will also probably in that same tone, start talking about all the great things that they do, okay? And how what they're recommending is better than anything else that they've ever come across. Well, again, that may possibly be true in the end. They certainly don't know that on the first meeting, right? And certainly don't know that if they haven't done their due diligence to understand what your needs are, right? So those are some pretty good signs, right? Mark, I don't know if you've ever encountered a financial professional prior to getting into this business and talking to us, but maybe you have some experiences on what to look for too. Those are are my general thoughts. I I definitely think that you're right about that idea. Again, we're talking about product pushing versus planning. And it's not even necessarily that an advisor is product pushing. Sometimes they just have a collection of products, and that's what the business model is. And it's not their fault. They're not a bad guy. We've talked before about fiduciary versus suitability. But you can just kind of tell when it's, you know, at my firm, we offer X, Y, and Z product. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. Actually, it does. And so I think there is a difference there. And so, Kyle, that's why I really want you to unpack for us what your planning process looks like, because I know that you focus on a more comprehensive plan. And of course, you know, your different clients can end up using different products, but it's not this specific product is going to solve all your worries. It's what can we get you to fit this piece of your overall plan? That's right. And I think, you know, that the idea is you meet somebody for the first time, they walk through the door and they're a potential client. Just like in any relationship, the first thing you want to do is get to know that person, right? What are their hopes, their fears, their goals, their dreams, especially related to their finances? What's their family situation look like? There aren't many things closer to your heart than maybe your faith and your family than your money, right? And so this is a very personal situation. Every one of these meetings should be at least a relationship building event. So I would say the first thing we would do, we'd sit down and get to know that person. As I mentioned, we're going to spend a lot of time asking questions and listening, taking a lot of notes and trying to make sure that we understand what it is they want to accomplish. If it's a very simple solution, then, you know, we can cut to the chase because not a lot of people have a lot of time anymore to do these kinds of things the right way. So there are some shortcuts we can take, but ultimately there are specific things we want to know. The next thing we're going to do is after we get to know their situation, we're going to collect some data from them. We ideally would love to have the opportunity to get a budget from them, you know, have them do some homework. How much do they spend? How much do they save? What's their 401k look like? Do they have an IRA? Do they have a joint account in the bank? Do they own CDs? What do they have? What's their full financial picture? And, you know, of course, all this is going to be done in confidence and we're going to protect that information and we're going to take that information and start doing some analysis with that. So that's kind of phase two. And then once we have a good financial picture, 
that we can evaluate. We're going to sit down and we're going to actually take all that information. We're going to try to put together some really good proposals, different ways for us to help them solve their financial challenges that they have, come up with a good budget for them, come up with a portfolio proposal of different solutions that may address their concerns and help them achieve their long-term financial goals as well as their retirement plan. And so this is going to be done in an iterative process, right? We're going to want to know what's their risk profile, you know, how risk averse are they before we even put together that portfolio. We're going to want to know, you know, what has their experience been in investing? We want to make sure that we take this step by step before we even pitch the various portfolio solutions that we might have, because there are lots of different ways to solve a problem. And we just want to make sure that we put together the best proposal that we can to address those concerns. So the next thing we'll do is we're going to listen after we've provided all this information to the client or potential client and let them tell us, you know, hey, I kind of like this or I don't understand that or why would you do this? and compare and contrast some of the different approaches. And we're going to put all that in a tool that they can see how the changes impact them over the long term. We have a very robust uh, retirement planning software tool that can do all that on the fly and being able to show the client on a big screen exactly how this is happening in almost kind of a scenario evaluation. It really makes a difference. So they can actually see in an iterative way how these different decisions could impact them based on historical data as well as other data that we'll share with them. So I think that's probably uh, the next thing they would encounter. And then finally, you know, it's a decision, right? It's getting with the wife. It's having the wife in the next meeting or it's having the husband in the next meeting. Perhaps the wife is the breadwinner of the family. You know, you just don't ever know. I mean, society has changed a lot in the past 40 or 50 years from when my parents did their plan. And so it's just one of those things that, you know, the family has to make a decision that's right for them. And so once that decision's made, we're going to continue to follow up with that couple or that individual and give them kind of a play-by-play as we put all of those wheels in motion so they know exactly what's happening and the timing of those things to the best of our ability. And we're going to do all the paperwork for them. We're going to follow up with all the financial institutions that are involved and do our best to make sure all of this goes as smoothly as possible. And then once that's done, the accounts are open. The proposal has been implemented that they've chosen. If they've decided to become a client, then we start having quarterly reviews. And hopefully if the client is really interested, we sit down and spend some time on every one of those talking about the changes we need to make, if any and their feedback and understand where they're coming from and their concerns and answer the questions that they have. Ultimately, we want to build a long-term relationship. So more time you spend up front doing it the right way, the better off we're all going to be over the long haul and the more pleased the client's going to be and the better outcome they're going to have. It's just like anything worth doing, man. The more time you spend on it up front, the better investment of time and resources you put into it, the more likely outcome will be better than expected, right? Or at least that's what we hope. Yeah, I think that's right, Kyle. I think the more time you put into it, definitely the better the outcome you can expect. And I think you see that, right? If it's a product, there's product pitching relationships, typically more of a get you in and out of the door as where what you're talking about is a long-term 
relationship, something that's drawn out but really worth it in the long run to have a plan that's going to provide you with a meaningful retirement. And speaking of a uh, long term, Kyle, with all of your years of experience, what's different about your process at this stage of your career compared to when you first started out? Well, I think it's probably true for both David and I. David's been doing this a few years longer than me, but I think when you first start, you're so concerned about making sure that you put bread on the table, so to speak, for your family. You do sometimes get caught up in, in a little bit more of the sales side of things because that's natural, right? You want to make sure that you do what's right for the client, but you also have an earnesty about you because, you know, you're trying to make a living. And those advisors that are just starting out, they're early in their career and so forth, you know, don't fault them. I mean, they're trying to make a living. They want to do what's in your best interest, hopefully. At the same time, they want to win you over as a client because they need you. And as time goes on, you have more successful advisors and and more success as an advisor, then you can spend more time focusing on the client and worry less about you. And I think that's a natural evolution of any business, of any profession, and of any professional's career. I think that's probably true. So it's not unnatural, right? And everybody has to start somewhere and get some experience. And I think as you mature, as in anything, the better you get. I think that's probably it in a nutshell. And then the only thing I'll say that's really unique about what we do here in Mach 1, because I think people really want to know, hey, what's my experience going to be like when I walk in the door? Everybody that is in this office really does care about you. As an individual, we care about your family. We want you to be our clients for a really long time because ultimately, if you're the kind of people that walk in our door and you fit our culture and you really want our help, it's our obligation to make you part of our family, at least at a business level, right? And we want you around for a long, long time. I think that's the difference. And you're going to see that when you walk in the door from the way we take care of all of our clients and the way we treat them and the special things we do for them within the bounds of all the rules and regulations that we have to live with. It's just different. And I can tell you that because I've had three or four advisors prior to even getting into this business and I've seen it all, or at least I've seen a lot. All about that long-term relationship. It ages like a fine wine, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes, you know, you want to avoid it smelling like a bad cheese. Well, don't end up with a bad cheese. Get that no. fine wine, so to speak. Right. If you would like to embark on that relationship, or maybe more simply, if you would just like a complimentary review of your financial situation, reach out to the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. Call 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. That's your number to reach out to Kyle Alexander and the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. Again, 479-876-2100 is your number to call to get a complimentary review of your financial situation and that's 479-876-2100 this is the Mach 1 market moment Advisory services through Capel Advisory Solutions, LLC, DBA Fusion Capital Management. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the potential loss of principal. Please see full disclosures at www.mock-1financial.com.